Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, I'm Sue Rose Minahan and host of Talk Cosmos. We're an astrological conversational program every week. And this week on August 1st, 2021, I have a very special guest other than our panels that happened with Karen Wenderlin, an astrologer that's been on for various times. And our subject is going to be an astrological measurement part of Uranian astrology that I am fascinated with, has its own history, and it's a lot about trans-Neptunian, I have that right, uh, points. And it three of them happen to be creating a yod called the finger of God. But what is that? That is where generally you want to make salad dressing, I always say, because nothing really connects. But if you blend it and work with its highest mean, in other words, that emphasis of the, our highest good, then there is a potential uh, development that it's seeking to, to move within us. So Karen Wenderland, she is a Western and Uranian astrology consultant, and she incorporates business, astrology, tarot, mythology, metaphysics, and mediumship for her client-centered approach. Karen does online study group. She teaches classes and workshops. She's the past board position for Washington State Astrology Association and Kepler College, which is also a four-year college based out of Seattle, Washington, that's international. Camp Edgewood Church of Divine Grace of National, not natural, National Spiritualist Association of Churches. And she is the current treasurer of the Council of Vedic Astrology. And Karen's located in Seattle, Washington, And has been on, as I said, many times since 2019 and this year and last year. So it's really a pleasure. Hi, Karen. I'm so glad we're connecting again. Awesome. Hi, Sue. It's good to see you. It is. Tell me about Iranian astrology for for myself and those that don't really study this aspect of astrology. So Iranian astrology is fussy. It likes all these little tiny measurements that uh, we have in astrology, things like midpoints. And uh, and while all astrology uses aspects, Uranian astrology aspects are very small. They're not large at all. It seeks for aspects that create action. So it's really important with Uranian that something's going to happen out of whatever you're looking at. So if it's just a, a, a weak aspect might happen, might not happen, we're not really that interested in it because we're more, the Uranian system is, uh, is again more outward oriented rather than inner oriented. Thank you. 
That yeah. is illuminating, actually. And I know that it, I have the books of it because there are midpoints. It was really yeah. quite organized. I think Witty, you were mentioning W-I-T-T-E, was the founder of it back at World War One, And it was, yeah, for yeah. the focus. Yeah, and... You know, and he was an artilleryman at the time in World War One, and so he wanted to be as accurate as possible. And discovered that, oh my gosh, I can, uh, I can use this this system. He developed the system so that mm. he could be more accurate. And he discovered four little points in the sky that he didn't know what they were, but he did. Uh, he was able to say these points repeated themselves over and over again. And so mm -hmm. he created a system with a small group of people, uh, all, you know, developing what the meanings of those points might be and how to use them within their, their lives. And yeah, so it started with four extra points they're, they're calculated points, um, but primarily they use the traditional planets in astrology and um, and add in these extra, these eight extra points as flavoring and intensity and as a spike for action. Well, I think our conversation, you're going to even give further depth how it really does resonate. I'm fascinated because I know for myself, I've, when I have a, a reading or, or education about the midpoints, which are within that system of his, it is really incredible um, that like this midpoint between the sun and the moon, I think Anne Orderly says is almost a necessity for everybody to know yeah. what it is in their chart. Mm -hmm. And so it's one of these things astrologically that shows more. This yod that is um, a long term, you said that <laughs> long. Oh, I could have missed I love him. He, he came in from outside just to talk to us. <laughs> It's a good, like like a show thing. You know, the curtain has started and here we are now. Of course. Buddy. <laughs> so our animals have to show up. It's just the way it is. Yeah. So these three are, maybe we should talk about each one. There's an apex and a yod for our audience mm -hmm. that's in conjunct a sextile two points. Right. And it yeah. is, a, yeah. Yeah, so a, a yod is a, a uh, an, uh, an aspect pattern, it's fairly unusual to happen. And so when they do, the points that are in conjunct are not happy. They don't, they don't understand each other at all. Um, and so the, the point at the very center is a little point called Admetos. And Admetos is, um, a, he's tough, he's harsh, he's the ground, he's your raw materials, he's, he rules everything in the ground, he's durable and stable, he doesn't like to change, um, 
but he is uh, a part of the whole cycle of life. So there's a movement there. Um, he wants uh, things that are dying to die to be mm -hmm. done living and then he wants that to putrefy and get all gross and disgusting and turn into the dirt again and allow itself to be fertilizer for the new growth that's coming but when you're dying you don't know what's coming and it doesn't look you know and what you think it's gonna be you don't ever know so part of the problem with dealing with admetos is that change is afoot and you can spend a lot of time resisting that change, mm. but the more you resist it, the stinkier it gets. You know, so it's, it's like, hey, what is that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's like an egg. I remember once I did um, Easter eggs for some children that I was uh, partnering with, with this long-term uh, caring for the with as a, a step person with these kids. So we had the Easter eggs out and the boy just did not want to give up on these eggs. They had never had these colored eggs and we kept them for a long time. It turned out because I'm sorry to say when they opened up, talk about putrid, there was a maggot and it was oh, like, you know, it really does show that the resist, you know, things, Resistance there's a reason <laughs> why. Yeah. There's decay. There's life and decay. The, the leaves fall, they go into the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you can, and so on a psychological level, you can drag around your wounds with you for years, but they're dead and gone and they're stinky and they're messing with your life. And so when we have pieces that are aspecting in your natal chart with Admetos, the first place I would ask people when I see that is what in your life do you need to let go of like six months ago? You know, because you know what it is. You may not like it. You may not want to, right? But yeah. it's got to go. Got to go. Yeah, there's and, no choice. Yeah. And and people are often with Admetos in resistance to the reality of what life really is, of what's going on. So you can, because Admetos doesn't want to change by its nature, it's really fixed. It doesn't want to change. Um, and right now, Admetos is in the sign of Gemini. So it's in the sign that represents the mind and our ideas mm. and how we learn and what's important to, you know, what's important to us, what excites us, where we want to go because it's cool, it's fun, it's exciting. And um, it's a little chatterbox of a little kid, you know, it's, it's like really infectious and happy energy. And mm. here's this Debbie Downer coming in <laughs> to this Gemini saying, well, what are you thinking? And is that true? And I get you're really excited about that, but really, kid, you know, come on. Um, now, yeah. And what degree is it again, Karen? So right now, today on August 1st, it's at three degrees of Gemini. Oh, meaning that because our nodes, North Node, and they go retrograde in their their uh, cycle, we will be approaching three degrees within now and when it departs on January 18th, probably somewhere in the fall. Sure. Yes. You bet. You bet. Yeah. Well, and it's, 
so that brings more energy up. So wherever, if again, because Admito, these outer planets or points, they're not planets, outer points move so slowly. I mean, Admito's takes, uh, what is it? Admito's, I have to look on my cheat sheet, takes sure. 617 years to go in one oh. orbit around the sun. So it's a tremendously long period of time. Um, the farthest out planet is Pluto, and it takes 247 years. Yeah. So, I mean, three times as much. Yeah. I know um, Eris is 500 and some. Mm -hmm. I, I write about that. Eris? Yeah, because Eris is uh, Pluto squaring Eris. Yeah. So it's long, yeah. long cycles. Yeah. Yeah. And so they stay in one place for a very long time. If 360 uh, minutes of arc are one astrology circle, mm -hmm. um, 617 years would be just over half a degree movement every year or not okay. quite half a degree. So it's very, very slow. So it'll go from three degrees Gemini 01 at um, by January 2022, it'll be at three degrees 45 minutes mm -hmm. of orb. Yeah, so that's really slow. Since our sun moves one whole degree every single day. Well, right? in some ways, in Gemini, it seems like there's great opportunity because mm -hmm. uh, how we think is how we feel, and how we feel is what we get. Yeah, the law of attraction is, you know, mm -hmm. realized. It's our feeling yeah. and beliefs. So. For instance, I'm taking a myth class, personal myth class with Dr. Tad, and it's like, awesome. what stories am I telling myself? So I'm exactly. thinking this is where maybe Ed Mitos could be my mm -hmm. friend by realizing, oh, ditch that one. I may have, exactly. may have served me as a kid, but hey, is that do I want that truth? Maybe I can rescript it. Exactly. Yeah. Or half full instead of half empty or something yeah or what were you well, say? And, yeah and re rearrange it so mm. that you're it's taking you in another direction because this admitos will when you really look at what are the ideas that i have in my head because i you know i get that there are facts but the facts are kind of scientific, mathematical. They're not everyday practical. It's like, well, be kind to other people. You know, that's a good piece of belief system. But there are places where, you know, if you're kind to a drug addict, that is not going to help them. You know, good now point. let's right. let's do the appropriate behavior. If you're kind to a child, who is misbehaving, that kindness might look like you walk away from him and go, eh, you're boring. I'm not gonna, I'm not playing with you while you behave like no. this, you know, and you just go away. It's not, it doesn't feel kind. But, but it's like the, tough love. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That it's it's a necessary thing. And the earlier you get, it's like anything in life with the earlier you get there when you feel like, oh, something's not quite right and you examine it, the the easier it is to deal with because you're it's not entrenched, it's not in you. You know, it's not so hard to pull out. So when Admitos is interacting with someone's personal chart, then this is almost a therapy moment. It's a time to go deeper inside. And with Gemini is to look at, well, where, what are my underlying belief systems? What's truly important to me? What do I just, where are my feelings wrong? Yeah. Because a lot of, you know? Yeah, well, it reminds yeah. me, too, of the conditioning. I'm thinking of Saturn. We just left all that stellium with Saturn. And one of the big code words, it seemed, was conditioning. You know, am I, is this authentic or right. is it, you know, like, yeah. where did I get that idea? Yeah, and has it served its purpose? Yes, so, so good. So it just um, moved into Gemini in 2017. And before it was in Gemini, it spent many, many, many years in um, in Taurus. And Taurus is practical and earth-based. And let's do this. Let's do life in a uh, a very practical. Um, I need money to survive. I need you know what do I need to survive. Mm -hmm. Okay, mm -hmm. so it's like um, if you grew up during the depression, money and resources. You had a garden. You had you store mm. stored food. You you did a lot of really practical things. Self reliant. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And it was so. Um, and now it's changed so that mm -hmm. oh. Isn't, and isn't it interesting that we're, we're living now in an age where communication is so vital and essential? In Taurus, it's like you communicated about your basic needs. You and values, and yes. It, yeah, you didn't need to communicate. Communication was more important. You know, it was about stuff. It was about things that you needed or could do. You know, it's about doing because Taurus mm -hmm. was about doing. Well, it Gemini is not about doing. It's about talking about doing. Sharing, <laughs> you know? connecting. Yeah. Just, yeah, just connecting. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, there's this and then there's that and then da 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 da. Well, a lot of people are still stuck in the if you say it, it must be true. Oh, yes. When all Gemini wants to do is just talk about it, okay? Let's throw a lot of ideas about out. Yeah, understand, explore the options, see the diversity, exactly. try to figure out is there another exactly. yeah. side of this, which actually is good if we're trying to unearth what has been stinky. <laughs> Where is it stinky? Yeah, it's like, and to have a good friend, you know, it's like, oh, when somebody says something, it's like, really? You know, it's like to challenge somebody and go, wow, really? Where did you get that idea from? That's really interesting that you think that. Where did that come from? <laughs> you know, yeah, um, yeah. because then you then it's that's kind of a 
a service that you could have with your friends when they're saying something that's just kind of weird. It's like, what is that? You know, and as we're changing and becoming more flexible and more inclusive in the world we're trying to create, then certain patterns of speech, um, it's like there's a Southern phrase that I absolutely ha hate. And it's, um, and it's a phrase that is used often with, oh, there, aren't you, aren't you just special? Aren't you sweet? Oh, aren't yeah. you just such a good girl? It's like, oh, excuse <laughs> me, shut up. Yeah, <laughs> because they're not, it's because, not truthful. It's like a backward. Uh, oh yeah. It's, yeah. It's tr they're trying to compliment you and tear you down by their balls at the same time, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's like, oh no, passive aggressive. Sorry. Yeah. So, so to become and in yourself too, is to listen to what you're saying. It's like, Ooh, that was a little catty or that was a little passive aggressive or, Ooh, that was really jealous. Or yeah, what was, was the real intent? Yeah. Yeah. And then go, what in me caused me to, that's the first thing that came up that I needed to respond like that. Ooh. Okay. And then, and, and you do, you kind of grimace and go, ooh, what did I do? So that it, because it's not until we get uncomfortable with something that we recognize that something needs to shift. You know, what, something isn't this it. true? Yeah, and really, Karen, that is very yeah. significant for the poli the political nature, the, the emotional nature here, at least in this country, and also abroad where... Maybe because and because of communication, groups are becoming visible to each other. They're connecting the truths of realities, and people are declaring, "No, I'm not going to be. I'm going to be. It's, it's going to be more inclusive. You know, mm -hmm. not yeah. exclusive or not talked to about in this manner or treated. So it's 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 mm -hmm. adjusting in a lot of ways. It's very fascinating. Yeah. Um, well, and I. When we, I, I taught class last night and we were talking about Germany and I realized that a lot of the words I used to describe Germany were, mm. were just, you know, kind of not, it's like, Ooh, that's an old term. And I need to rethink the ideas of how I speak about a country or a place or any person actually, but that really stuck with me last night in class because it's like, oh, you know, here's, here's a, uh, a point of view about a country that's not necessarily a true thing. Yes. Now, you know, good, so, point. good point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and because our, I think our, our the circle's broadening all the time. So mm -hmm. how we incorporate, but go ahead. Yes. Yeah. Well, and so a piece of, you know, Gemini, of having Admetos and Gemini underlying everything, right? The underlying piece is that as it's just moving in, it's like, oh, what old ways have I had about talking about people and cultures and assumptions that I've made about, about other, the other, right, or the world, or 
the earth, climate change, or, you know, all these ideas that I have, all these assumptions that I made about what is true, what is real, and to find out now that, oh, some of those aren't so true. It's like, oh, you know, Italians aren't lazy. You know, that was a common one when I was a kid, was that Italian people were lazy. It's like, that's crazy. Are you kidding me? Must have come from the war, I guess. Uh, who knows? But I I've, don't know either. Uh, you know, I had no. a yeah. We yeah, don't know. It's by a, and we don't know where it came from, right? But it's there in your. I'm old enough. It's in my head. It's part of my program. I have to go. Whoop! Stop! Time out. You know that's not true. You know I was in Italy and <laughs> I saw a real Italian people because we could connect. Yeah. The only way we could used to be able to connect with people was by actually physically going to a place and meeting a person of that culture or that um, or that nationality. But when we are on Zoom, yes. <laughs> we can meet people from all over the world. And, you yeah. know, they're just like us. It is. And I think I'm just thinking too, with Taurus, there's the purpose so involved with the whole, because it's value, it's Venus, you know, it's purpose. And so the purpose is for that self resilience, that survival that you said about me. And whereas Gemini is that connection, you know, Mm -hmm. I, but by the time it moves to that, and so I can see where at least is us and, right? It has that more potentiality. Mm-hmm. Well, this right. is fascinating because we haven't yeah. even gotten to the sextile. And I think yeah. right off the bat, I know that those, the issue is they're in cahoots. I mean, they're the sextile planets right. are connecting to each other. It's how they can focus in. But I'm already sensing that there is a pathway because of the fact that Admetos, a D-E-M-E-T-U-S, I have that right, yeah. I hope. Yeah, yeah, for folks out there, is in Gemini, meaning that the sextile in some ways isn't perhaps as strange as it would have been in, of course, it if didn't it have a yacht. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I had a yod then, but it has a yod oh, now and it's going it, on. It did. We'll talk about that after your break. Oh, okay. okay. Well, I am with Karen Wenderlin, astrologer, Uranian and Western astrologer from Seattle, Washington, who teaches and consults. And this is Talk Cosmos, August 1st with Neptunian points yod. We're going to play with our shadows. All right, we'll be back. While we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun. Having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety, the energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, 
Leo the lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or, if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So, grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hello, this is Dr. Judy Zafrir. I'm a holistic psychiatrist in the Boston area and an evolutionary astrologer. And you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk, 1150 a.m., where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Well, very good. Back again. And now we've talked about these amazing trans-Neptunian points. Add mitos, the stinky pot. No, but truly, (laughs) is where... Life needs to end things, so we need to get on board and recognize it happens to be at three degrees, Gemini. And the other, so here, if just to recap, it points in our, not points, but aspects in our thinking is wanting to shift, especially if it's in a chart for the USA and it's worldwide and it's there for a long Mm -hmm. time and personal. So these sextile points, Cupido and Apollon. Apollon. Yeah. And that's, um, if you could give those degrees and what they signify and what the struggle sure. is, is doing. Yeah. So, so Cupido is at two degrees of Capricorn and it's very close to what we call a world point. So the, a solstice point is uh, the cardinal ingress. And so in this case, it's just past the winter ingress in Capricorn. And so when things hit that point, they become really extreme and really more profound. A Cupido is the fastest moving of the uh, of the Uranian points. It uh, will move, have one orbit around the sun in 262 years. Um, So it's just a little bit faster than Pluto is. And so it travels a little bit with Pluto, can travel with Pluto. Pluto's just leaving Capricorn now. Um, And and Capito is a happy planet. Capito is about home and family and relationships and um, belonging, who you know, who we're connected to. It's about um, integration and bringing things together, creating union, creating um, marriages, creating art. There comes another cat. I love it. Uh, Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Let it be. (laughs) But 
so that's the positive about uh, about Capito. But when you get a group of people who all have the same mindset together, you can become a clan or you can become a religion or you could become exclusive, which is why marriages are there. So it creates an exclusive union. So the idea with Cupido is that like-minded people like to get together with each other. It's like, well, yeah, astrologers like to hang with astrologers and uh, tech geeks with tech geeks and um, et cetera, et cetera. It goes on and on. You like to hang out with people that you have stuff in common with where you can, um, where you can have you know, so where you can enjoy it. It's uh, really, um, Cupido is um, very much about the quality of our relations. And you would think that, you know, that's, you know, that that's a really positive piece. Um, and it is, it's very positive until it gets solid. You know, until it's so exclusive that you, um, anybody who is not an astrologer, you don't talk to. Anybody who is not Catholic, you don't talk to. Anybody who's not uh, a Boy Scout, you don't talk to. You know, it's very, it can become very rigid. Narrow. Very, very exclusive. So that's the that's the negative and the extreme. And so what the in conjunct to Admetos is saying, where in your life that you think everything is just wonderful, thank you very much. Life is really good. But where in your where in your relationships, where in your everyday behaviors are you excluding whole swaths of society. Now, that's a really, on one level, a really good thing as we become more aware of, you know, cultural programming and, uh, you know, trying to create a more equal society because you have to acknowledge where it's been, uh, where it's been stuck in a particular point of view before you can change it. You know, if you don't acknowledge it, you're not going to be able to um, change things. Um, so the, so you, so the in conjunct is just saying, Oh, this is hard because I can't really, I can't go back and relate to a part of me that I'm trying to disown. And that's where we get into the shadow. You know, it's like, oh, I'm I'm not one of those bad people that discriminates against um, black people because they because. give rationalizations of and, like something or other. Yeah, exactly. Right. Here's this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so not realizing that this part of their life is just totally out of step because it doesn't recognize the needs. Of those of the persons. Yeah. yeah. Well, and while they personally may not be doing anything in particular that is offensive, to recognize that, oh, but society 
as a whole has created patterns that have mm -hmm. made it more difficult. So, yeah. so the sis system has a certain amount of corruption in it, given where the culture is headed and what it wants, how it wants to include, be inclusive. So, if, so, that that's a difficult, you know, that's a struggle. And our other point is. Um, is a pollen, and it's also really a wonderful point. It has generally a pollen has a really wide perspective, and it's it's it creates a place where you want to have great success. So you work really hard to you know if somebody's famous, right? They've spent 20 years in the background getting to the point where all of a sudden they're an overnight success, right? <laughs> you know, mm. and, um, and so that's, uh, and it sees in very far reaching ways and it wants to have peace and it wants to have um, equality and believe in science and, um, um, and it's, and it wants enough, not just enough for everyone, but abundance for everyone. Mm -hmm. And so in that abundance, it can get caught up in going, ah, but my ideas will bring fame and glory. And now oh. I'm going to focus just on what I think is the the way and not on uh, and maybe on the big picture and that I can't focus on details on the things well how do I get there so you know it's like making making chocolate chip cookies there's steps so you do step one you create, you take the butter out of the refrigerator. So it softens. <laughs> you don't just throw the butter in the <laughs> chunky, <thing>. like <laughs> it just isn't going to work. Right. But That's when true. you, you know, so you have to get mindset of chocolate chip cookies. Um, um, and when you're, when you're having these discussions with yourself about the big picture, you can say, well, it's like this and it's like that. And it's like this. But in the meanwhile, you just overlook what is absolutely the most obvious thing in the world. It's like, oh yeah, but there is this thing over here. Yeah, you know, it's it's like not not taking the butter out of the refrigerator and you're trying to make cookies this second and the butter is too hard. So then you throw it in the refrigerator, you throw it in the microwave and it melts. And <laughs> then your chocolate chip cookies are yucky. <laughs> Now, what what sign is uh, this Apollon in? And I think they're yeah. both deal with Jupiter in a sense. They're like a mix of yeah, Jupiter. Ones mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Apollon is at three degrees of Scorpio. So oh. Scorpio is what we call a fixed sign, and fixed signs are stubborn. And Apollon isn't normally a stubborn kind of energy. It's easy for, because it wants to always see the big picture. 
and and here's Scorpio say, saying ah um, so one of the places in Scorpio can be I am so sure that this is the right way to do this thing you know um, wind turbines are going to solve our problem with uh, electricity electrical generation for the whole world and that's just the end of story be all end all and nothing else is true well you know not so much but go for going after that wind turbine thing Right. It's like yeah. that's and it gives you the stick to it in us to stick with whatever your ideas are. So that's, you know, and you can stay in relationships and in work groups with people and organizations that are going towards the values and the things you want to accomplish. There can be a tendency during that period of time to say, but the leaders aren't pure oh okay. well there is manipulate the shadow side which we're talking about too involved with this because whenever you try to get energies that don't collaborate easily or even if they do yeah they bump up against all of that and there is control and possible manipulation to have power because it is a soul sure. growth they, scorpio is exchanging those resources and they want if it feeds them, it's power. And if it's not, maybe on the shadow side, they would manipulate in order to get it work anyway. Right. right. To make it work. Right. Yeah. We're going to make it work. By, regardless. And we're, regardless. Yeah. We're, yeah the ends and, and the means. Mm -hmm. And so our Cupido and our Apollon are talking to each other real nice. You know, we've got these groups of people that can talk to each other. Um, because they're in a sextile relationship with each other. Um, and, but when they start talking about that Admetos guy out there, that problem that's in that yard, that's yeah. out, that's out there, then we have, we don't agree. And now all of a sudden it's the Democrats and the Republicans and it's, um, you know, it's the my way or the highway. So this religious group is the only, the only one that of the only path to God. Right. And it's like, you know, not so much. Um, there's, you can, and since both of those points are a part of the yod, there can be a break. And we're looking at Gemini. We, there's a breakdown into mm. the us's and the them's. Who, oh, yes. who is my group? And they become the in-group. And here's the folks that are like me, so they are good. And so if you're looking for belonging, then you have to follow every step you you can't deviate from so this is really intense because you can't deviate from the party line okay so there's no room in this conversation to have a conversation no you know because it's the just, ideal the ideal would be thinking often i have with the north node in 
Gemini bring in more words with different definitions to bridge a new concept. You know, they might elicit some common ground. But I can see that because we are talking about a consensus, Capricorn can be consensus, Mm -hmm. you know, and and Scorpio can be very controlling as far as resources, you know, that that can work. So just looking on some political basis, like thinking environmentally, you know, trying to say that, no, we don't need pipeline energy across sacred ground. We don't need, you know, for instance, as one political problem we have, Right. There's so many to choose from. Right? <laughs> there are. It's like, well, okay, you know, pick up sticks. Oh, yeah, it's like wish. Oh, one more. One more. I wish, it were, yeah. I wish we could mm-hmm. you know, solve so, them. Yeah. So so this this particular yod, it, since it's at early degrees in a sign, it's also very mm. immature in its thinking. It hasn't developed its ideas fully to be able to hold the deeper conversation that wants to be held. Okay. Because sometimes Apollon just says, ah, here's the big picture. Don't mess with the little stuff. And it doesn't ever get to the root cause of something. It just says, okay, it's all better. Now we talked about it. It's all better. You know, it's like when somebody hurts you, and they come back and they apologize, but it's like, I'm really sorry that I hurt your feelings. Um, do you want to get together on Tuesday? It's like, yeah. no, I'm still mad at you. But why, yeah, because, why are you, because why are you not respected? Well, yeah, yeah, but this really does get down to some of the significant um dilemmas i mean mm-hmm. i the one for lack of words right i mean i could right. spend a long time but just to say that the dignity really recognizing the value of another individual that has a different sense of acting apparent to themselves right because somebody else could say hey what's the difference they're you're, you know whatever but to the self so that they're not recognizing like in that case um, if someone really upsets you, it's maybe because they don't recognize who you are and mis- mm-hmm. misjudge or misunderstand or just plain don't see the value that you have any value. And so it's yeah. not a quick fix. And no, it, no. and and yeah. it's uh, and while this won't affect like every person on the planet, these three points have been aspecting each other off and on, not necessarily in this yard, but they've been aspecting each other off and on since 1903. They move that slowly with intense periods where, um, where there's been an intensity of this us against them or warrior kind of mentality during, uh, I'm going to give you some dates, 1927 to 1931, again from 1945 to 49, and from 1976 to 1992. Wow. Um, the current yod that we're in, we've been in since 2017. And we're going to, and so it's been 
it's been getting worse. At, so since 1903, this idea of the us versus them um, and has been much more systematized and because we have media that we didn't have before, it's much easier to um, to judge others because they're not you, right? It's oh, like, oh, I don't that. relate. They're they're not me, so they must be bad or wrong, or I can't. I have to fear them because of of that mm -hmm. piece, and that's a part of that shadow that we become aware of that's kind of a world shadow that's been underlying the whole last century since 1903 and these war periods uh 1927 to 31 and 45 to 49 these war periods were very much uh breaking points you know the stories and the way people treated each other um, and that detachment from humanity. And that I just were just, you know, uh, men came back from war, those world wars, and they didn't talk about what it was like being in that war. And no, we've were, just begun to understand um, post-traumatic stress disorder, yeah. which it is really, where exactly. they're, they're unable to... Uh, there's so many components in that. I know it's a term used a lot, but I am very familiar. I've read a great a bit about it. And there's a guilt factor. There's so many, fa there's important factors yeah. involved with it. Yeah. How and, and I think it's wonderful that now this Admetos has changed sides. It's in Gemini. Oh, it's healthy to talk about that old crap. I don't have to hide it anymore. So here's a way that that Admetos goes and attacks that shadow and makes it okay. And as we go farther along, it's going to be even more okay and even more okay as we, you know, as it becomes more socially acceptable to not. Yeah, yeah. I think so, because there's certainly argument and debate and it does tax a person's ability. And also, as we had talked, which we don't have a lot of time here to talk about, but the fact of projection, what we don't own. I think this is what you had brought up. What we don't own for ourselves, we tend to think eh, somebody else has it and oh, aren't they terrible. Whereas actually, if we can just realize that and this is a lot with the myth business that I'm working with Dr. Tad. But yes, if if it by talking and getting past in bridging larger conversations and, and opening up arenas, there's hope. There's yeah. hope. There's gotta be hope. It may be messy. It is it might be like finger painting, throwing it on the wall. I don't know. But yeah. maybe there's ways to Mm-hmm. To, to bridge. Yeah. Well, and learning how to have that process of, of loving kindness for yourself and being, you know, warts and all. I am not a perfect being. And, <laughs> and, and you know, you know, and yeah. it's because of our projections that we can learn, we can grow, we can we can uh, be more contained and happier with who we are because we're not yeah. having to 
make excuses. And there's always the universe is shifting. You know, it's always moving, which we realize. And the point being that the dispositors, the rulers in astrology that we look at, for instance, if we look at Capricorn, it's going to be Saturn. And Saturn right now is in Aquarius. It has shifted over. I mean, there's a whole new bridge that it's introducing and linking up to look at the pros and the cons mm-hmm. as we do in life. So nothing is static. So that's a, a, a yeah. we're involved. It, it's, it's good. I, I do want to mention that next week we will have, no, it won't be the Moonbeam team. It will be another panel. And at the moment, oh, I know it is cosmic collaboration. That's what it'll be. Oh, cool. I'm with, yeah, I'm with Karen Wenderland, Seattle astrologer, Western and Uranian. And you can find her on Talk Cosmos. What's your, well, you have an email, I think, that's the best way, isn't it, Karen? Yeah. So it's Karen at SeattleAstrologer.com. Oh, good. Yes. Very astrologer. And always at Talk Cosmos. So you can always go online and see under the, and that. And it's August 1st. We're talking about this Uranian points. The midpoint is really a very, um, it's advanced in the sense of learning in a way. There's a lot of building blocks, but if you're going to get a reading, it's very appropriate. It speaks mm-hmm. great information. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it, and again, it adds, it adds specificity and detail um, rather than um, you don't do a, an astrology reading just with trans-Neptunian points. The trans-Neptunian points are whipped cream <laughs> on your ice cream. Yeah, good. Well, gee whiz, so we have a world point here with Cupido, I think mm-hmm. you said. Yeah. And Cupido is Jupiter and Venus. Venus. Yeah. Which is the most interesting. So it's that benefic yeah. sense, mm-hmm. but it's working with a pollen, which is Jupiter and Gemini, that's more of the cerebral. Let's see some yeah. big pictures. Big pictures. Yeah. yeah. Along with, you know, yeah. some of your great thinking that you guys think is so cool with your little nitty gritty group is sort of ready, putrid, ready to ditch. So let's ditch it. <laughs> Well, and it's not, it's, you can't snap your fingers and make it happen. It requires, you know, that when you're dealing with your shadow, it takes a lot of awareness, but once you have the awareness and you go through your resistances, very often it's like, oh yeah, that was crazy. That is so beautiful. I think of our shadow, we certainly talked about a lot that it is, and it takes that strength and courage and willingness. So I thank you so much. We, it, uh, it's our creativity. Yes. And yeah. we're entering Leo. It's time. Get That's that right. Heart and brain together. Um, I know there's a conjunction you said with Mercury on the 8th. So is it the 8th? On yes. On the 1st, today. On the 1st? Oh, it's today. It's oh, today. Well, we started the process. All right. Yeah. Blessings. Thank you, Karen. <laughs> Take care. 
Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.